the reason that my group started running so well on its own was because people knew what I expected. I had set the tone. I had set the expectations. Like I had showed up for, for all of my students. And so they then took that on and they're like, we show up for our peers. The internet has made it easier than ever to start a business. Succeeding on the internet, now that's another story. The big question is, what are those who are succeeding doing differently? This podcast has the answers. Hi, my name is Lisanne Murphy. I've spent the last three years running a successful advertising agency. I noticed with certain clients, I ran into the same problem over and over again. Their offering was just not grabbing the prospect's heart and wrestling them into purchasing submission. Why? Many of these business owners were so far down the road in their journey and so in love with their product, they forgot who they were serving, missing some essential steps along the way. So I'm pivoting focus. Join me as I go behind the scenes with the most brilliant entrepreneur minds to demystify the nitty gritty marketing hacks needed to be successful before spending thousands on advertising that ultimately separate the internet legends from the dreamers. On the previous episode, you heard from Lauren Golden. She gave one of the most unique answers to my small marketing strategy that makes the biggest difference question I have ever had, and it is seriously awesome. It has to do with urgency and scarcity. You have to go listen to the episode to find out for yourself. But while I've got you stick around, I have more Lauren Golden coming at you. In her deep dive episode, she really pulls back the curtain and shares her incredible story as an entrepreneur, along with the bumps in the road as well. It is incredibly inspiring and so entertaining to listen to, and you learn tons of marketing things along the way. I can't wait for you to listen. Welcome to the Marketing Matrix Podcast. I'm your host, Lisanne Murphy, and I'm here today with the incredible, talented, and one of my good friends, Lauren Golden. Lauren, thank you so much for being on the show with us today. I am absolutely pumped for this conversation. <laughs> oh, you have no idea. Guys, I've been talking to Lauren about this since Funnel Hacking Live, which was a few months ago, and I, I actually, I cornered her in the bathroom and I said, Lauren, can I get you on my podcast? And she was like, oh yeah, sure. And so this has been on my mind for months. So, so grateful that it's finally happening. <laughs> I Let's dive in. <laughs> I love it. I want to take a second to introduce Lauren, and then I'm going to give her a chance to share her story and how she has created the incredible movement that she has that I've had an opportunity to watch over, over the course of the last year. So Lauren Golden is the fearless leader of the free mama movement and a thriving community, which is a thriving community of tens of thousands of women who don't want to choose between family and financial stability. Her mission is simple. Lauren wants to ensure that no mother ever has to sacrifice time with her babies in order to provide for them. Lauren is also a two comma club award winner, which is when you've done over a, at least a million dollars in a, in a funnel through ClickFunnels and is a number one international best-selling author. In her book, The Free, Free Mama, How to Work from Home, Control Your Schedule and Make More Money, she shares her own story along with plenty of practical advice for anyone looking to leave the nine to five behind and make a real living from home. So again, Lauren, <laughs> thank you so much for coming. And she also has a podcast that's coming out that she's going to talk to us about today as a part of her community. So again, Lauren, round of a, a virtual round of applause for you today. <laughs> thank um, you. So for people that aren't as familiar with your, with your backstory, I mean, that, um, that talked about like your accolades and what you've been able to accomplish in really a pretty short amount of time. I mean, guys, yeah. this woman is a go-getter, but like, wh wh how, did, how did you do this? How did you create the Free Mama oh. Movement? Well, I won't go too far back in my history. Just, we'll just pre-frame a little bit. The short version is I always knew I wanted to be a mom. That was kind of, that was like game one. It wasn't like... I want to be an entrepreneur. Like I really was just one of those people who was going through kind of our society's norms, I would say. And I kind of give like air quotes when I say that, right? It was like, you go to school, you go to college, you get a job, 
you get married. Like I did that <laughs> and none of it was bad. I loved all of my experiences. I did really well in school. Um, and, and I had a job that was like, okay, I just didn't get paid a lot and I wasn't super appreciated, but I was good at it. And I liked the work that I did. Um, and then came the, like, you get married and then it was like, well, then you have babies, right? Like this is, this is what we do in our culture. And so we came to that part and, uh, that's where we kind of hit a bump in the road. And it actually took my husband and I a year to get pregnant with our first, which in the scheme of things is not that long, but during that year, it was a very stressful process. And something happened when we finally found out we were pregnant. And that is that we never actually talked about whether or not I would like stay home from my job. And I grew up with a stay at home mom. And so I always just kind of thought that's what good moms do. Like that's what good moms do. They stay home with their kids and they're there and they're available. But that was not a financial possibility for us. We had a mortgage. We had stuff to pay for like food and diapers now and all this stuff. And so we just, we never even talked about it. And something, my first kind of aha moment, when I look back in time at the breadcrumbs that got me to today actually happened my first day back from maternity leave. And I remember where I was. It was one of those moments where you're like, you know where you were, you know when it happened. And I had this kind of epiphany where I sat back in my chair, probably with makeup still stained on my face from dropping off my precious firstborn child at someone else's home to raise her, like guilt everywhere. And I realized I love working. Like that was my first epiphany. I'm like, wow, I actually like, kind of good at stuff. And like, I like feeling mentally challenged. Like my 12 weeks of maternity leave was nice, like not having to work, but like, I actually love this. And then flash forward a couple of years, we welcomed our second child. And that's when I had my second epiphany and it's okay. I can be a good mom and work, right? Like we had gotten to that point. But what happened by the time I had two tiny humans who needed me all the time is that I realized that the nine to five was preventing me from showing up as the mom that I wanted to be. So I loved working. We're still driven. We want to do some stuff, but doing it for somebody else was leaving me stressed out and overwhelmed. And I didn't have control over when I had to be a seat warmer at work. Even when I had finished all my responsibilities, it was like the expectation is you just sit there till five o'clock, right? Like how many of you have ever felt that? You're like, why am I still here? I'm not working on anything. Like this is ridiculous. And so I just, I felt like I was giving my best time and energy to someone else's dream. And so immediately in that moment, this was 2000, my son was born in 2014. Um, I knew that self-employment was the answer. The problem was I had no idea what that would look like for me. And so what I always joke is like, if you've ever Googled how to make money from home, I've tried it. Like I have done that thing. Um, and it wasn't until I discovered kind of this world of freelancing and this idea that I don't have to be some like super techie, like coder, which I think is a really big misconception among people about like, well, if I'm a freelancer, like I have to have some like crazy specialized tech skills and I didn't go to school for that. Neither did I. And so I didn't know it was available to me until I knew it was available to me. And uh, much like how a lot of people find out about the free mama, I learned about that social media management was a thing through a webinar on a Facebook ad. <laughs> and I watched this and it gave me hope and it kind of set me on this trajectory. The long story short is that I ended up quitting my job freelancing full-time. And in that first year, I actually made more than my previous salary, um, working about 50% of the hours that I had previously been working at a job. So that was kind of, those were the breadcrumbs that where this came from. So I wasn't seeking entrepreneurship. I, my goal was to be home with my kids while still following my own professional aspirations. And I was able to do that. And then, the, I mean, really that's, that's where we got started. That's, that's where the free mama was born from. That is unbelievable. And I'm sure your mind was just growing so much when you were like, I'm working half the time, but making twice as much. I can be with my kids. I, you probably had a lot more control over your time. It, I'm, I'm sure your mind was just illuminated with the possibilities. So tell us how you went from doing it for you to teaching it to other people, because like, that's, that's a, that's a big leap. It's a huge leap and it did not happen overnight at all. Um, it was something that started to weigh on me really heavily. I always believed in what now is literally the mission statement of the free mama that no mother should have to choose between family and financial stability. I believed that before I had even achieved it in my own life. Like I just, you know, during, during these years was when like the lean in movement was super big. Like the book had come out and it was all like, you know, females in, in, in higher roles and corporations and on boards and all this stuff. And I'm like, 
yes, like we need that. But at the same time, I was like, I don't, I don't want to do that. I want to like cheer on other women doing that. And then at the other end of the spectrum, it was like people like my mom that I grew up with, who were these amazing stay at home moms who did crafts with their kids and like baked stuff and like made stuff for like teacher appreciation day. And were like awesome at it. And I didn't fit in with that mom either. I was like, where, where is this place in between where I can be involved as a parent, but I don't have to be down on the ground playing Barbies all the time. And I can like, I can be a kick butt woman, like climbing my own ladder, you know, like, like setting, paving my own way and doing all this stuff. And so this was on my heart for a long time, way before I ever knew what it looked like. And if I can give any just kind of, you know, hope to the people listening, I think it would be wherever you are right now, you are on your journey to becoming the thing you want to be even if it's hazy, even if it's foggy, because now I look back over the last five years and I'm like, wow, that was the most crystal clear road ever. But hindsight's 2020, like every single experience I went through serves a purpose in who I am today and what I do in my business. But we don't get the luxury of knowing that when we're going through it. Right. And so I would say, you know, I, uh, another part of the story is I was freelancing. I was home. Um, my husband actually got a job opportunity. So we relocated our entire family away from all our friends and family. Um, we now live outside of Houston, Texas, and that's where we still are today. Um, and I actually kind of had to start my business over when we did that, my freelancing business. I was working with a lot of small local businesses back in Kansas city, and I was going in and getting a lot of my own assets to do their marketing online. I was taking my own pictures. Like these were not really companies companies that could handle someone completely virtually because they didn't have anyone to provide me with the content I would need. So I really found myself starting all over again and I was able to do it again. I was able to build it up. Like, and, and during this time is when I found kind of the online world, I was providing online services in my business, but I was working with restaurants and realtors and people down the street. And this is around this time is when I discovered the world of business coaching. I had never heard of a business coach. I didn't even know that was a thing, but I started being an online business manager for a business coach, which then led me down so many other paths. And so through that process, I then learned about online courses and, and e-learning. I had taken an online course, but at no point, you know, two years prior, did I think that was something something that was accessible for me. And so I've got this mission, right? Like I know, okay, I know this is a thing that I believe in. I know that I think that women should be able to control their lives and control their schedules so they can be parent how they want to, but still grow in wealth financially and just happiness, right? So I believe it. So then I prove it for myself. Then it's all taken away. Then I prove it for myself again while learning all of these other things on the internet. And all of a sudden I just, you know, it didn't happen all at once, Lisanne. It happened kind of over the course of, I would say maybe about 12 to 18 months where this whole thing that had been inward, it had been about getting me home. It had been getting about providing for my family and making sure we were safe and, and really proving this mission to myself it really started to turn outward. And like you said, like other people start to notice, right? Like I, all this stuff looks different. I'm the way I'm talking about my life online looks different. So I started getting random messages from like people I went to high school with and like, what are you doing? Do you work from home? Like, what is this? And so I realized, wow, there are a lot of other moms who feel the same way I do. And so that's when, that's when I kind of realized, all right, we, we got to, we got to step up with this whole mission thing. If I really feel this passionately about it, and I know that I'm not the only one who feels this way, like I felt a calling, honestly, that, that I felt like it was kind of my next thing. Like this is the next thing. And it was terrifying. Um, I spent probably about six months convincing myself that I was not capable of doing it. Um, I spent a lot of time looking at other people who I will not necessarily name, but who have very similar businesses. And I would tell myself things like, well, they're already serving moms who want to run businesses. So I can't do it because there's someone already doing it. And I always call this the millennial complex or yeah, millennial complex. Like we were told we were special snowflakes and I'm like, well, someone else is already doing it. Like, how could I possibly do this? Right. Um, come to learn later as I grew as a business owner and marketer, that's actually a really good thing. It means there's a market for the thing that you want to do. But at the time I would convince myself like, well, someone's already doing it. So why should I bother? Right. Um, and so there was a lot of growth and evolution in myself pers personally that had to take place before I really 
stepped into this idea of like, okay, cool. We're, we're going to create an online course. <laughs> I, I love, oh, there's so many things that I love about that story. And, and Lauren, I just, first of all, I, I just want to commend your courage and your belief, like your belief in what you felt. So like there, there was, there was, there was a place for you and people like you to thrive in the world. Like, I love how you're like, I didn't really fit here. I didn't really fit over here. You know, and like, so you, like, you created the place where you fit. And then two, just the belief that like, looking back, I love how you said like, looking back, it's 2020 vision, but like, you didn't have that luxury. No. <laughs> and so you just had this belief that yes. if I keep moving forward, keep serving, like it, it's, it's going to turn into something. So talk to us a little bit about, so where are we at now? Like, talk to us about your community. Like, like what are the types of things that you help these free mamas do? What are the resources you're providing for them? Like, like talk to us about this community. Cause it literally is came from nothing. So, so give us the state of the union. Yeah. So once I had made that decision, like, okay, I'm going to create a course. I'm like, I might need people to buy it. So I started a Facebook group. Um, I'm, I'm a Facebook person. I was in college when Facebook came out and I stopped being cool about that same time. So I'm not good at Instagram. I know nothing about Snapchat. My husband thinks TikTok is like international spyware. So he won't even let me be on it. Like there's all kinds of stuff going on. We are just not cool. So I peaked at Facebook, which is actually a really great thing because I think it is an amazing platform for community. In fact, I would argue it is the best social platform to build community. And so luckily I was very familiar with the platform and knew how to use it. And a lot of people are surprised to find out that the free mama movement Facebook group is actually not the first Facebook group that I started about working moms. I had one beforehand that kind of, if I were to go back, it's like archived, but if I were to go back in it, it really documented where my head was at for those two years where I was trying to figure out what this would look like. I wasn't selling anybody anything. I just was like, talking out loud. And what was interesting again now in hindsight is that there was a lot of validation coming from that community, kind of pushing me towards this direction. But when I did decide, okay, this is a business endeavor, I felt like it was in integrity to kind of start over with a new clean slate. And so what, where are we at now? I mean, where we're at now is we have about 27,000 members, um, but it's really funny. I just posted that on my Instagram stories the other day, actually. And one of our OG free mamas, like she was one of the first probably 10 people to ever buy my course. And she messaged me and she's like, this is unbelievable. I remember when there were a hundred of us and I'm like, girl, I remember when there were five of us and I was doing Facebook lives to myself and it's painful and it's hard. And so I don't know. I like, I know you said, where are you now? And I think that's great, but I think there's a lot of value in letting people know, like, if you're just getting started, like I've been there too. And I'd rather tell you like what the things are I did to get to the 27,000 people and to get to, you know, it's amazing. Like one of the beautiful things about creating a Facebook group, which now I'm so glad that I did is I have literally thousands of people who sell my stuff for me. So it's not like that way in the early days. It's hard. Like I showed up every day for hours to pour value and engagement and love into that community to build it. But eventually you kind of reach a point, maybe somewhere between like one and 5,000 people where it starts to like kind of run itself and your fans will start, you know, being advocates for you. And when people have questions about your products, people will answer for you. So there's, there's a really big benefit to going, growing a community. And the last thing I'll say about, you know, on kind of a personal note is for me, you know, we, I remember when I aspired to the two comma club, I remember when I was just like, Oh my God, like the coaching program I bought, like the whole point was to create a million dollar course. That was like the offer of the coach that I bought and you sign up. And of course you hope it's you. And of course, a part of you believes that you can do that or you wouldn't spend the money, right? Like you wouldn't, it'd be crazy. But part of you like has this hope and this dream and something interesting happens where like you might achieve a goal and it's not, it's not all it's cracked up to be. And I don't say that to be discouraging. I say that to emphasize like 
It's about the journey, not the destination. And one of the beautiful things I would say, if you can build community into your business marketing efforts is that then you have people to celebrate with. Then you have people who will fulfill you because their wins become your wins. And that's where I get a lot more pleasure from my business than from like, you know, a plaque that's hanging on the wall. And it's super cool, but it's way, it's not cool if you don't have anybody to enjoy it with, you know? And so I don't know, I, I am a big fan of growing a community. And I think it was a very smart decision that I made early on in my business when I decided to launch a course. I love that. Okay. So let's, so let's go back and let's talk about this, this building the community. Yeah. Cause, cause I totally agree. I think that, um, from personal experience, being an entrepreneur can be a very lonely and isolating experience. And it really is like, especially the community you create, you create it because you're drawing people that are your people and celebrating together really is, it creates so much fulfillment. So you said something really interesting. You said like once a group gets to between like one to 5,000, like it starts to build its own momentum and, and the people in there, your fans are really pushing the group forward and sharing and sharing your content. Let's talk about going from zero to a thousand. Yeah. Oh, zero to a thousand. Okay. Like fast tips. It's painful. I'm just going to be honest. (laughs) It's pain, you know, and, and I will say, if you are someone who already has an audience, maybe somewhere else that you can leverage, it's not going to take you that long to do. Right. But I had nothing. I started with scrap from scrap. Like I had a personal Facebook page with some friends, but I wasn't necessarily selling to my friends and family like this. You know, I wanted my tribe of people in there. And so it's, it's hard and it feels like it takes a long time. And I just, I want to empathize with people who are doing that because it's easy to get discouraged. It's easy to feel like, well, I'm, I'm posting to myself. No one's responding. No one's talking. And what I would say to you is you are literally setting the foundation for what your group will become. The reason that my group started running so well on its own was because people knew what I expected. I had set the tone. I had set the expectations. Like I had showed up for, for all of my students. And so they then took that on and they're like, we show up for our peers. That's what we do here. You know, because I, I said it and I, I was an example of it. And so you all like, yes, it can be discouraging when you don't have thousands of people, but I I want you to look at it as like, okay, this is, this is the foundation of what this group is going to become some tactical stuff. I would say, make sure everything you do is optimized on social media to point to your group. If that's your main goal. So look at your personal profile, look at your business page. If you have one, you know, use that banner area, the, the cover art wisely. Um, and don't just post a thing with like a join my group, make it easy for them to join the group. This is a step. So many people miss when they're optimizing their social media. After you upload your, your profile picture or your cover art, you have to go back in and click add description and write the text and give them the link. Like people are lazy. I am lazy. You're lazy. We are lazy. We might be hard workers, but trust me, if I want something like I'm only going to dig so hard to go find it. Like you got three clicks before someone else is going to get my attention and I'm out of there. Right. So make it easy on them. Um, and so that's the first thing I would do is optimize whatever you've currently got going on. That's, that's living there to point to your group. That way people already in your world, your ecosystem, they're going to go there. The second thing that I would do, um, that, that helped me grow my group early on is cross promoting. So what I mean by that is whatever you've currently got in your business or whatever you're building. So for you, Lisanne, an example would be, you've got this podcast, you're using it. I hope somewhere at the end of this podcast or in your outro or in your emails for people who sign up, you're telling them to go join your Facebook group. Now I didn't have a podcast when I started, but I had my webinar, right? I did a webinar to a course and there was a follow-up email sequence. So some things I did is I put my Facebook group in my follow-up sequence, like almost every email. Some other things I did is I actually built my Facebook group into my course. Let me tell you what I mean. At the end of certain videos, not every video, I would actually say, if you had a breakthrough today, or if you had an aha moment, or if you learned something cool, or if something's still unclear to you and you've got another question, go tell us about it in the Facebook group. And this is not a private group for my course students. This is my public group. Why? Because it's social proof. It's social proof that one, people are buying my course. Two, they're learning from it. Three, if they do have a question, guess who's going to show up and answer it? 
hi, I'm here for you. My name's Lauren, like, right? And so all of that was very intentional. Like I wanted them to do that. And then same in the Facebook group, like I'll push, like I talk about my course, I talk about Free Mama TV, our YouTube. So make sure you're cross promoting. And to do that, I think you have to know what, what, your, what your goals are. So I guess to really backtrack, you got to know, like, what are your goals? Well, my goals early on, course sales, grow my Facebook group. That was it. So everything I did in one, I talked about in the other. Oh, that is so smart. Okay. So this is something that I've, I've, I've heard a lot of people struggle with, and I would love for you to give your perspective on it. Yep. And that is, um, so it's, it's going to be two questions and you can answer them in yeah. whatever order you want. But one is, I mean, cause you, you're, you're sending people that pay for your course to your free group to give that social proof, which I think is so smart. Uh, my first question is, do you have a group for your paid students? And then my second question is, um, how, how much do you share? People are always saying like, what do I share in my group versus reserve for a paid course? Like what, what do you and don't, don't you share with a group? Such good questions. And I, again, just want to empathize with everybody on the second one who's struggling with that. And I do, I have, I have higher level courses now or uh, coaching programs where I help people who are now building their own communities and their own courses. And this is a question I get all the time. Um, so to go back to your first question, I do not have a group just for people who enroll in my course. My OTO on my course sale is group coaching. So my course is a do it yourself. It's a course, right? You watch it, you implement it, it's a do it yourself. The done with you is my upsell. So I have group coaching. It's a month to month commitment. You can stay as long or as little as you want. We do have people who only stay a month. I have people who have been in for two and a half years, which is as long as this has existed. So um, there's, there's a big range there, obviously. Um, and it is a no brainer offer. I mean, it's $97 a month and they get to meet, they have multiple calls. Of, I mean, it's, it's a good deal. And so that group, the ones who are working with me, they're the ones who get my extra undivided attention through that Facebook group. So we've got the two main groups and then, you know, I've got a group from my book launch and some of my higher level coaching programs, but those are my two main groups. So there's not one strictly for course students. I've seen people do it differently. I'm sure, you know, there's lots of different ways to do this and different arguments, but that's what we've done. And I will say, you know, two and a half years later, that's what we've stuck with. We've had some questions about it, but for the most part, people understand why it is the way that it is. So that's the first part. The second part, remind me. What do you and don't you share in your, uh, in your okay. future? Yeah. So early on, I used to overthink this too. So again, that's that empathy. I totally understand. You know, you feel almost a little bit self-conscious of like, well, like, I don't want to give away too much because then they won't buy from me. That's the story. I think we tell ourselves, right? Like if I'm giving it all here, then they're not going to need me. And I would just encourage you to really ask yourself why you're telling that story. And I think something that got me over, you know, early on, I probably did keep some stuff a little bit closer to the chest. If I'm just being fully transparent. Now you could find everything that I teach on YouTube, like in, cause I've been making YouTube episodes for over a year now. Like you could pretty much find all my best stuff. I have two and a half years worth of Facebook lives. Like I do lots of Q and a calls. Like I'm not holding back on my Q and a lives. Like I answer your question. So I do subscribe to the give it all away for free mentality. And the thing that really did that for me was, um, one of our mutual mentors and slash heroes, uh, is Russell Brunson. And he's very much like, Anytime, you know, I'm in his high ticket coaching program, like that's not cheap. It's like $3,000 a month. It's insane. I go to his live event, which is like, what, one or $2,000. I don't even know. Like, like I've given the man some money. Right. And something I've heard him say multiple times is like, I don't know why you guys keep paying me and showing up. I'm teaching you the exact same thing over and over again. And you can find all of it in a free book and on my podcast. And I, when he said that, I'm like, that's fascinating because I never hesitate to give him more money because I believe in his message. I believe in him as a leader. I know what he's teaching works and I will pay to be around him quite frankly. And so I was like, wow, what if that's how my tribe feels about me? Like what, like if we feel that way about him and he's someone who's very savvy and in integrity, and I would consider myself very savvy and in integrity, like the more I hear from him, the more I want to hear from him. So why, like, why am I not applying that to myself? So I do. So I would say my answer now, I, I give it all away for free um, because I think the people who really connect with me and respond with me 
they're still going to want that step-by-step -step process. And when I do Facebook lives, when I do YouTube, it's not my course. It's not, this is step one. This is step two. This it's, I'm going to answer this question. I'm going to answer this question. So the reality is investing with me will always get you success faster. Um, but if you want to do it yourself and piecemeal it, go nuts. Because I think the last thing I'll say on this is we can find everything on the internet for free anyway. Everything Russell teaches, everything you teach, everything I teach, like YouTube and Google are powerful tools. And if you're not saying it, someone else probably is. And to me, that just means they're going to go get their information from them and not from you. Mm, I love that. That's so, so, so powerful and so true. So true. I mean, like you say, like everything, if, if, if we ever post this video, like everything is in those, that little stack of books right behind you. Yeah. But yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm with you, you know, like in just, just take my money. I don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> take my money. I don't even care. I love it. Well, and it's also, it's also like an, an epiphany that came to me as you said that is like people pay not just for the information, but they pay to be in the room with certain people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like one of the reasons why I keep investing in Russell Brunson is so I get to see you every three months at an event. Totally. You know? And maybe it'll be longer now because the world is, <laughs> is an interesting place, but, um, but being, being in the room is, is honestly like such an important part of that. So like, why not give the information away so that people can make sure they want to be in the room with you? You know, Absolutely. I love that so much. Okay. So you talked about how like your group, it kind of started to, to roll and take care of itself. And I'm sure the Facebook algorithm has been very helpful in sending uh, people to your group. What are some things that you're doing to continue to grow your audience? Like what does marketing look like for the free mama movement right now? Great question. So I am a huge paid traffic person. Um, I just, I think it goes back to my relationship with time. I think you already made fun of me for being time obsessed, but if you didn't, I'm time obsessed. Um, and so I, you know, I do enjoy doing podcast interviews. I don't want to do five a day. That is not appealing to me whatsoever. I have other things to do. I try not to schedule more than two or three a week, like max. And that would be a really busy week. Typically, I usually only have like one interview per week that I would probably do. So I do organic growth through that, through, right? But the reason you would interview on someone else's podcast is to share audiences, right? Like your goal is for me to share this with my audience so they find out about your podcast and ultimately your services. My goal of going on here would be that your list listeners are now going to know who I am. That's why we do interviews. It's borrowing other people's traffic. So again, to, you know, lend one back to Russell Brinson, he talks about this. Um, but another kind of traffic is the traffic you pay for. Um, and I think it's the fastest way to get traffic that you own, which is our email list. And then you've already heard I'm big on cross promotion. So anytime you sign up for any of my freebies, um, any of my course, my webinar, um, my lower ticket items, my book, everything will invite you back to my Facebook group where I can continue to nurture you and tell you about what I'm doing and tell you what's coming up and tell you about my latest product or project or event or whatever. So that's always my goal is how do we get them back to the Facebook group? And then um, what, a, a newer thing that we did in terms of marketing is we actually did start paying for a plugin so that we can capture people's emails when they join my Facebook group. It, you know, it, I forget which one we're using or I'd give them a shout out, but my VA did it for me. So I don't even know. Um, but people give us their email when they join my community. And so now again, it's that like, how do I cross promote? So if people find me from your podcast or from Facebook being generous or from um, YouTube, YouTube is a huge part of our organic marketing strategy um, because it's, it's, it's a search engine, right? It's not pattern interrupt. It's people are searching for the exact thing I'm making videos on. I invite people to my Facebook group and every single YouTube video I make. That's the call to action at the end is come hang out with us over on Facebook. So when they come in there, we get their email. It goes over to an Excel sheet because of this little thing. And then we zap it into a nurture sequence. Now I own them. So they're in the place we borrow, my Facebook group, right? Because Facebook could shut down tomorrow, but it probably won't. So we're in the place we borrow and we hang out and we have our community. But now I also own them on my email list. And then they go into about a five email email sequence where we're going to tell, we give them stuff for free. We just load them on with value right away. We give them a bunch of stuff for free. And then we invite them to my free training, which then again, sends them into my main my main offer. So that's, that's a really big part of, of what we do. We also, we do get a lot of word of mouth stuff. And as a business owner, another reason why you would want to cultivate community and not just have a community, but cultivate it. One of the things I think a lot of people say about me and my group is that they actually know who the owner is. 
think about some of the Facebook communities that you're in that are bigger. Like you might not actually even know the person who's running them. I think I make myself very known and established as the leader of my community because I show up. So when people have a positive experience there, they're going to show that share the community with other people. Um, and one of our questions actually is how did you, like, how did you find out about our Facebook group? It's something I always want to know. And the majority is always paid traffic, but a lot of podcast stuff, um, a lot of affiliate type relationships summits that I participate in. So, and, and a lot from YouTube as well. I love it. Well, I love how you, you keep bringing it back to like the group is, is like your central hub. It's That's hub is the exact word I use. Yep. Yeah. I love that so much. Yes. So yeah. much. So good. And since I'm a traffic person, I'm just super curious about this. Yeah. Like how, how much of your revenue can you attribute to organic methods versus paid methods? Do you the know? The vast majority is paid methods vast um for my course or for my overall like all i do a lot with affiliate marketing i do so we have multiple streams of revenue coming into our business for my course um and probably my lower ticket items as well although it would be less it would be more from organic strategies because i don't run a lot of paid traffic to my lower ticket items um I, I mean, I would have to look because I am not as statistics driven as you are, um, but I would say somewhere around 90%. That's awesome. Is from paid so, traffic. So, so what, what is your intention with all of these organic things? I mean, because you're, you're, as I watched you grow, like I watched you start your free mama TV on mm -hmm. YouTube and you're launching this podcast soon. And I've been watching you, like I saw an advertisement, um, pop up from Catherine that like you were just on a summit. So like you're, I, I see you like doing more and more organic strategies. So with you being so paid traffic heavy, like what's your intent on spending your time and resources on these organic strategies? Yeah. So that's a really great question. And it actually started with something that was completely outside of my control and terrifying and left me crying in the fetal position for a week. Would you like to know what that is? Yes, please. <laughs> you might already know. Um, I lost my Facebook ad account. Um, and so this happened in August of 2018. Isn't it funny how we remember the dates of like things that scar us? Um, and it was really scary. I had been in business for less than a year. I was having a lot of quick, relatively quick success. And I don't have a background in business. Like I am naturally, I would say pretty marketing savvy, but again, I didn't study any of this stuff in school. Like I have no quote unquote formal training. Like I just read and watch and learn. And again, I, I will say like, I think I'm pretty intuitive when it comes to the marketing. And so I, in a moment felt like my entire, I was like, okay, well, that was a good run. We're done. I, I don't know what else. Like, I mean, I just, I shut down as fast as my Facebook ad account did and I cried and I'm like, I'm done. But I think it was a really awesome lesson from the universe about diversifying where your traffic comes from. And so that was the lesson I took away from it is I had all my eggs in the Facebook basket all of them, 100%. And yes, I'm still very Facebook heavy, but if I were to lose my Facebook ads account today, I have about three other platforms I could tap into and be up and running in about 48 hours. I did not have that back then. Um, so that it was just, it was really scary. It was a big wake up call. And so part of, part of our goal. So that was August, 2018. It was around that time that I invested in a course on YouTube. Um, like, cause I was like, Oh my gosh, okay. We gotta, like, I've kind of mastered up. Well, let me back up. Actually, I will say that was the main driver was diversification, right? Don't have all your eggs in one basket. Don't rely on one source for traffic. The other thing was, and this is just good for anybody not implementing it, is I'm a very firm believer in mastering one platform at a time. So I felt like I had conquered Facebook. My Facebook page content was kind of on autopilot. My group was really starting to run itself. I had just the month before hired a social media manager who was just trying to make me kind of look alive on Instagram. It's not my favorite platform, but I'm like, I feel like I need just a presence. It wasn't necessarily like a, a strategic goal, but it was like, just make me look alive. Um, and YouTube became the next platform because of that, that we knew we wanted to conquer. So I also feel like I was ready in my business. Something that I think a lot of people do that, that kind of shoots them in the foot early on is they try to do all the things at once. But if you look kind of at the timeline of my business, I was never doing more than one thing at once ever. You know, I was launching, I, I launched my course. I focused on my Facebook group. I wrote my best-selling book. I started my YouTube channel. I hosted my first live event. Um, 
what would I say maybe came after that? I launched a high ticket offer. That was, you know, the sale at my high, my live event. And that was fall of last year. And my big goal for this year was speaking at events. Unfortunately, both, both events, one got postponed and one went virtual. So we're still working on that goal kind of, um, but, uh, that was that, my that big event. And you crushed it. Thank you. Um, I, it wasn't the same, but it was still awesome. Um, so, so that was my big goal early, early this year. And then, you know, in, in May, 2020, that's the podcast launch. So I've really been very true to having super laser focus on my goals. Um, and it's like, I've been thinking about this podcast for two years, but it wasn't the podcast time. Now it's time for the podcast, right? And I think because I go so laser focused and I figure it out and I get through kind of the hard part and the awkward part where you feel like you're talking to yourself and no one's listening and you don't really know how it works and it's not whatever. And I wait until it's a part of my, me and my team's like well-oiled machine and then it's time to conquer the next goal, right? And so um, I know that was a lot more info than you probably wanted about like, why do you do all these things? But but that's really why it's, it's how, you know, it started with a problem, a big one. And so the, the answer became, how do I make sure this never happens again? How do I make sure I'm never in this situation again? But I really, you know, I'm very intentional with, with what I do and, and I don't ever want to intentionally set myself in, into overwhelm. Oh, I love it. Well, and, and I love how you were like, you look, you can't, you can't be a master of all things at once. Like take no. one time, we'll take one thing at a time, really dig in, master it and then, and automate it. And then and make and it then profitable and make it yes. profitable. Right. Because here's the thing, like, and I did this too. Remember I told you, like when I first realized my mission wasn't just about me, it was about serving other people. But for six months, I convinced myself other people already had it. Keep in mind when I'm watching these other people, I'm saying, oh my gosh, she's on Pinterest and she's on Instagram and she's on Facebook and she's running ads and she's got three courses and programs. And it can be really defeating because you're like, I can't do all that. Here's the deal. She's not doing it all either. She has a team because she started four years ago or whatever, right? Like I don't, I think people, even from my own community, sometimes look at me and they're like, oh, I like, I got to do all the things. No, I don't do very much at all. I pay people to help me with this stuff. Like even like during, since we've been in this quarantine, I've hired two new people. I don't want to produce my own podcast. I don't, I don't have the time to do that. And because I built again, and this really does go back to the Facebook group days of getting it started because I built such a strong foundation. And because I took the time to do that with every new marketing strategy we were employing, I like, I don't have to do it all. I just kind of oversee it all. And I've got people who help me with everything in between. I can be on real on board really heavy in the beginning, but then it's like, okay, what do you actually need from me? What's the thing that I have to do? Um, but I think a lot of people quit before they start because they try to do it all themselves and, and it's just mm. not attainable. Yeah, I totally agree. And and I love that you brought up that like you, you're, you yourself are building your team. And I just, I just have to give a shout out to you that my team that I've built in the last few months, I have, I only have one team member that's not been through your free mama um, awesome. training experience. So <laughs> I just want to thank you for creating such incredible people that are just willing to jump in there with entrepreneurs and get it done. And guys, if you need people, I know that Lauren has a resource and I, I'd yeah. love to give you a second to talk about, talk about that and your course as well. Uh, but just like Lauren is preparing people to like, be like ready to just be like, bloop, like dropped into like the specific area of your business where you need someone. It's seriously a godsend. Like I just like That's could awesome. not even thank you even more. So, um, yeah, tell us about like that resource and, and I'd love to give you a chance to talk about the course. If people are finding themselves in the same situation that you were a couple of years totally. ago. So um, it's called the Free Mama Matchmaker, which I realize sounds like a dating site, but it kind of is, it kind of is. It's kind of the anti-upwork. So I actually do not benefit monetarily from our directory whatsoever. I don't take anything from our students. Um, so people who graduate from my 12-week program, which is a pretty intense 12 week, you know, it's three months that they're learning how to become, um, the majority go into virtual assistants, but a lot of them bring their professional careers with them. So they, we have graphic designers, copywriters, online business managers, um, web designers, really anything you would need to build out 
a team uh, for your business, uh, we've got. And so the directory is completely free. You can go to the freemommatchmaker.com. I do also have a paid program that you will pay for if you are someone who is new to outsourcing and you would like almost some coaching, some mentorship with that onboarding process. And then we actually do the matching for you. So based on your needs, based on the, the, um, software you're using based on your goals, we will actually hand select one of my coaching students um, for you to onboard to your team and help you with that process. So I don't take anything from my students um, and, and you have access to the directory completely for free if you just want some people who you know have been trained, they've been vetted, they know what they're doing, they know what they're talking about because I know that it can be really hard. I feel so grateful because like you, I think I was trying to do the math. So with these two new people, I think I now have nine people on my team, one of them's a boy, so he's not a free mama, but he kind of is. Um, so other than him, I think there are only two, so three. So six out of nine are my former students, which is really, really cool. So cool, I love it. Okay, so if you're in a place where you're ready to grow your team, check out the resources that Lauren has available, because like I said, like they're the people that they're well-prepared to jump in, they're, they're professional in their um, interactions, they're just awesome. Okay, so let's talk like for if there's anyone who are, are like, wow, like I, this is a way where I could maybe use to learn to bring my professional skills to the online space. Talk a little bit about your course. Yeah, so it's a 12-week program, um, and it is really everything A to Z. It's step-by-step. Step. It's starting with your, again, I think I use the word intention a couple times. I tend to use it a lot when I'm talking because I think if you're not intentional with your actions, you're going to get tired, you're going to feel busy, but you are not going to accomplish things. So everything begins with your intentions, um, all the legal stuff, which I know is a really big objection that holds back a lot of people from getting started. Like, I don't know, like, what about taxes and healthcare and like, am I? in sole proprietor LLC, like all these questions that they feel overwhelming. If you're like me, you don't come from a business background. You don't know this stuff. Um, I'm going to walk you through exactly what you need to do to get started. We're going to talk about finding your clients, managing your clients. I go through like 20 different software programs inside of my course. So it's, it's not meant to be overwhelming. It's meant to show you what's possible. Uh, I do a lot with time management. Again, I work primarily with mothers and especially now when we're all forced to be like homeschooling business super moms, like you need to know how to manage your time and uh, be really effective with what you do have and be as profitable as possible with the time that you've got. So covers a lot of different stuff. Um, like I mentioned earlier, my upsell, spoiler alert, it's group coaching. So if you want to work with me and my team directly, you have that opportunity. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I'm very, very proud of it. And it's helped thousands of women start and run a successful freelancing business from home. So it's pretty cool. It's more than cool. It's like, seriously, it's so great, guys. I've had an opportunity to work with Lauren with her ads in the past, and I've just seen the impact that her program has as I've interacted with the people that are coming through and graduating and hire them. And I just like I, I literally I just cannot speak highly enough to the the light that you're putting into the world. So just thank you so much for that. Thank you. That's so sweet. <laughs> Oh, well, I mean, I mean it seriously, every word, every word. Okay. So you're also, you're also, your, your generosity is, is endless. You've given us so much value today, but you also are uh, giving to listeners a video on social media optimization, which we're so, so grateful. Do you want to say anything about that? And like what the outcomes are of, of watching that video? Yeah. So it's kind of what we actually talked about in this interview. Um, so this idea of if you're starting a Facebook group or you're starting a funnel or you're wanting to sell, whatever your intention is, right? You got to start. What's my intention? Where do I, what action do I want people to take when they come in my world? This is the whole idea of funnels in general, right? And, and in businesses, having that intention and that purpose, it'll help you do that and really maximize your online presence. So I see so many people, they're like, I'm networking in groups and I just, I'm not landing any clients. I don't know what's happening. And I go to their Facebook page and it's like a picture of their dog is they're like man like you can't even tell they run a business and so it's just going to show you the most effective ways that you can do that and really start to use social media and your profile um as kind of the top of your online funnel so to speak so it's easy it's implementable you can do it you know quickly and it'll make a big difference uh as you're networking online i love it 
And how can people follow you if they want to follow your journey, learn more about you? Where, where do they find Lauren Golden? We've talked about a few yeah. spaces, but the best place you? to hang out with me always is my Facebook group. It's where I would put most of my time and energy. You can look up the free mama movement. I'm sure it'll be in the show notes too. Um, I am on Instagram and Pinterest and all the other Twitter, but I don't really tweet. I'm not that cool. Again, <laughs> I'm a Facebook girl, um, but I am on Instagram. That's a lot more like behind the scenes, my life. So if you're interested in like, what does it actually look like to make a million dollars and have three small children? It's funny sometimes. So it's Lauren Golden, Free Mama. We've got Free Mama TV over on YouTube. Super proud of that. That's much more of your how-to videos. So if you want to know how to do certain things, um, those are really step-by-step, -step, like all the goods. Um, and again, Free Mama Radio is launching on May 11th, which is super exciting. It's my birthday, so I get to share a birthday anniversary with my own podcast. Uh, and that is going to be very mission-driven. So the whole point of Free Mama Radio is this idea that no mother should have to choose between uh, family and financial so you'll hear from me. You'll also hear from guests who share a mission, but maybe they've got a different vehicle for you on how to achieve that mission. So lots of inspiration, lots of motivation, plus some actionable tips, because that's what we're all about. Oh, I love it. I'm so excited about it. I'm going to be one of your first subscribers for yes. sure. <laughs> I love it. So this is the last question I love to ask on every interview. And it is, it is this, what has been the biggest internal transformation you've mm. experienced through this journey? Great question. And I actually know the answer without really thinking. Um, my relationship with money. I used to be the person who would like try to be funny talking about how broke we were. And what I didn't realize until years later is how damaging that was for my husband and his self-esteem. You know, friends would ask like, do you want to go out to dinner? Do you want to? I'd be like, oh, we're too broke. Like we, we can't afford to do that. Right. And living paycheck to paycheck and, and whatever. But not only was I creating kind of a perpetual cycle of staying living paycheck to paycheck by telling myself that, but I was actually really hurting my husband's feelings. who was working really hard the best way he knew how to try to provide for our family. And so without a doubt, like when I look back on the last two and a half, three years, like I, my relationship with money has changed so much. I have such an abundance mindset. I see wealth everywhere. I see so much opportunity. Um, and I, you know, I, I, I don't, I really would thank Liz Benny for that. She was my coach kind of through that process. Um, and, but I know what she would say. She would say, I was there for you, but you did all the work. So um, yeah, hands down my relationship with money and kind of that mindset has been a huge shift. Oh, I love that. Well, and not only, not only like thinking about the impact that that mentally has on you and, and your husband, but I'm sure it also impacted the ability for money to flow to you. And 100%. And when yeah, you had was, money, like, what do you, how are you, what are you going to think about it? You know? Yeah. It was that self-perpetuating cycle, right? I'm broke. Therefore I stay broke because I'm telling myself I'm broke. And, uh, you know, I wish I could pinpoint an exact moment when, when kind of that cycle changed for myself, but I think, I think most of it was a profit but, or a, a long-term process, but most vividly, I kind of remember when I knew my course was going to work, when I started making some sales, there was, you know, I always believed in myself or I wouldn't have made the investment of time and money to, to do it. But when I, when that belief had proof behind it, right? Like, it's like, we believe it. We hope it's like that faith. It went from like faith to like real life. And I was like, wow, okay. I can do really hard things because for years I had told myself, you know, maybe I can't. And when you actually could, when you have that change in relationship with yourself, it's really powerful. Oh, I love it. Well, Lauren, you have just seriously blown us away with pulling back the curtain, sharing how you've built this amazing community and just talking about the impact that this experience of an entrepreneur has had on other people and on your family's life. And I just want to thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show with us today and giving so much of your heart. Thank you for having me. This was fun. Thank you for tuning into the Marketing Matrix podcast. On our next episode, I'm going to hit you up again with part five of my six-part series on dream traffic. So far, we've had in-depth episodes on demographics, psychographics, behavioral graphics, offer graphics, and now competitor graphics is up next. This part is all about understanding the red ocean of your competition that you are dipping your pole into and grabbing customers over to your blue ocean. Click to the next episode to hear all about it. 
And while I've got you, I wanted to remind you about our incredible marketing matrix toolbox. This resource has tons of free marketing tools to help make your marketing journey easier. We add new content to it each week, so check it out and register for instant access at toolbox.themarketingmatrixpodcast.com. And if you want to join the conversations that are happening around marketing, especially around Facebook ads, then go ahead and join my free Facebook group. It's called Facebook Ads for Coaches, Course Creators, and Lifestyle Brands. This community is seriously awesome. People are having great nerdy, intellectual, and awesome conversation where all questions are welcome and everyone is getting just awesome value in that group. So come on over, join the group. You can join it at www.facebook.com slash groups slash ninjas. That's F-B-A-D-N-I-N-J-A-S. All right, guys, that is it for now. So see you next time on The Marketing Matrix.